This time on Divisive Issues, we talk about the death of the X-Men. More like the sex-men. Oh. Uh. <laughs> Somebody kill me. <laughs> Cyclops? <laughs> Welcome to Divisive Issues, the spoiler-filled, foul-mouthed comic book podcast where we talk about controversial and noteworthy comic books. I'm Ryan. I'm Sly. I'm Phil. And I'm Daryl. We made it! <laughs> hey! Well, actually, two of us didn't make it today. Oh, R.I.P. R.I.P. <laughs> Good night, sweet princes. Rip, rip and pepperoni. Slyclops and Wolverine. <laughs> Spoilers! You guys ready to talk about the X-Men? <laughs> yeah, the, the death of Wolverine. Spoilers. Yeah. All know who dies in this. Actually, in Death of Cyclops is a spoiler because the title is called Death of X, not Death of Cyclops. The cover is Cyclops' big face, though. His big stupid face. When you guys suggested this, I didn't actually read what, whether you guys said this was good or bad or what, why we were reading it. So I, just I think I say when you guys suggested this, I didn't read it. So I was <laughs> about it. it's like how for our Suicide Squad episode, I'm like, I'm not rewatching this fucking movie. <laughs> So I went in uh, blind, and I was a little surprised, but I guess I'll save it for when we get to them. Okay. Okay. So first, we're going to talk about The Death of Wolverine by Charles yeah. Sewell and Steve McNiven. If you remember Steve McNiven, he drew Nemesis. Yeah. The prestigious oh. work. And Civil War. You know, I was going to say, because when I was reading through this, I'm like, I really like the art in this. And I had, this, yeah, I had the same uh, compliment for Nemesis. Number one <laughs> Nemesis fan. Yeah, McNevin's <laughs> art is really great. And this is a better example of Nemesis. It's more... Again, it might just be the coloring between this and Nemesis, but this is this like pops better for me and feels more appealing Didn't to me. Didn't he do Old Man Logan? I've never read it. I think he did. So he's like, I know he's done Wolverine stuff in the past, but I think he's perfect for this book. But the funny thing is, Charles Soule never did Wolverine stuff in the past. There's one thing I want to point out. Uh, This is really weird because none of the people working on X-Men or on Wolverine worked on the story. The ones who were in charge of those universes worked on the story. Charles Soule was a relative newcomer to comics, too, at the time. Yeah, so this feels like very much like an editorial mandate. Like, it doesn't matter what the writers of Wolverine and X-Men want to do. Wolverine's dead, and we're having this outsider come in and write this I was going to say, that seems really bizarre. Just taking yeah. this outside team and be like, you guys re- kill this character for us. Yeah. yeah. Kill this character who is one of the most famous X-Men. Mm-hmm. One of the most famous fictional characters. Like, it's Wolverine. Everybody knows who Wolverine is. Yeah. But, uh, so this came out in September and October of 2014. So it's pretty new, but yeah. it's not, like, brand new. And I know this this is going to sound silly, but this came out two and a half years ago, and he's still dead. So, like, he's, he's still dead. That counts yeah. for something. Usually comic book characters are gone yeah, for, like... Yeah, but now like, they have Old Man Logan. They have Old Man Logan, yeah, but... Well, we'll talk about uh, time-traveling X-Men replacing the dead X-Men. In a, after, after, That'll be, the like, end. the midpoint. Oh, comic books. <laughs> but this was... Bef- Did that... Had that happened? Yeah, that not happened. Yet. Not yet. The Old Man Logan? No, but... Time the other one stuff did. started, yeah. But whatever. Uh, and usually comic book characters stay dead for like a year, but he's been dead for a while, so maybe he'll stay dead. I don't know. Probably not. We'll see. Hopefully. We were just talking about how famous he is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I was actually thinking, like, I've 
I've had an anti-Wolverine bias for a long time. I think it's because of Sly when we were younger. <laughs> him always being like, he gets all the credit and the fame, and everyone thinks he's the most famous X-Men, but really, Cyclops is the one that holds the team together. And, and Professor X, and, and like everyone else in like mainstream culture just thinks about Wolverine. But I've always had, I've always kind of agreed with that, where I'm like, he, he is a cool character, but he's not like... He's not like the definitive X Men. Wolverine's central conflict is not the central conflict of the X Men. Like the central conflict of the X Men is the, the bad, evil mutants versus the good mutants trying to win over humanity. Wolverine's central story is about his past. Yeah, weapon X stuff like that. You can't say Wolverine is like the central team of the X Men because he's not. He's a very important player, but he's a soldier in the war being waged between Professor X and Magneto. Sly, I have a question. Do you yeah. not like Wolverine because Cyclops gets cucked by him? Yeah, pretty much. If you're talking about specifically the Jean Grey stuff, uh, I don't yes. really mind. It. I, I need more. I need more the, like the cucking, like in the thematic sense, where he, Wolverine, really like literally like thematic cucking. Like he literally will uh, take Cyclops' role in the team and eat it up, and now be Wolverine and Cyclops hybrid. During the 2000s, that was so constant. Like in X Men Three, where Wolverine became the leader of the team mm-hmm. and all this stuff. Like it, that's what I hate. You can fuck my wife, but don't take my role in the X-Men. <laughs> he's also in, like, every Avengers team and every X-Men spinoff. Like, he's, like, the Batman of the Marvel Universe. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, every story has to be a Wolverine story now. That's that's cool. And just like with Batman, it usually it doesn't make much sense why, like, he'll be disappointed. That's true. He does uh, have, like, the kind of cool, loner, misunderstood allure that Batman and does. And just like Batman, they have good video games based on them. <laughs> yeah. X-Men Origins Wolverine is a cool video game. Go check it yeah. out. It used to be that, like, Wolverine had his solo book, and then, like, in the X-Men, he was, like, just a member of the team. And then as time went on, he became, like, the poster boy over, like, more and more and more and more. Yeah. Originally, he was the poster boy of the X-Men, then now he's, like, the poster boy of Marvel in general, along with Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, on that but level. one thing to point out, though, that I know we've mentioned on the show before, but one of the reasons why I think Wolverine might stay, like, the regular Wolverine might stay dead is because... It's because they have a time travel Wolverine replacement. We know that, Ryan. Okay, no, no. <laughs> not that. <laughs> that the... Is Perlmutter the CEO of Marvel? I don't know. Whatever. The head of Marvel is a super, super petty, shitty guy. He's also a big Trump supporter, so whatever. But he hates... No crossover of our shows, right? I know, I know. He hates... Ooh, just like politics. uh, Title's relevant. He absolutely (laughs) hates that Marvel isn't allowed to use X-Men in their movies. So he, like, just... He, like, won't give Fox anything. Like, if they print merch, they Photoshop out X-Men characters. Like... Like, I mean, comic book covers, they'll just shop out Fantastic Four and X-Men characters. So I could see them leaving him dead. That's a really good point. I'll say that he'll probably come back if Marvel ever uh, regains the rights to the X-Men. Yeah. Because otherwise they have no reason to bring back any big X-Men characters. And it's not just spite, uh, to clarify Ryan's point. It is, that guy is a spiteful motherfucker and he's an old-fashioned asshole. But uh, it also, uh, what happens when uh, Marvel creates a character under the X-Men license... Fox will get the rights to use that in their movies. So basically, you're creating a character concept, and now you're denying your access to it in the movies and giving it to Fox. Yeah, but that's not gonna, like... That doesn't affect Wolverine. It would affect Wolverine characters, yeah. But, but like, 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 yeah. like, for example, like one character uh, it was created in 2000 after the licensing thing was a character called Ink, who had the power to... He puts tattoos on his body and mimics other people's powers. He was in X-Men... Uh, Days of Future Past, even though that was after the rights deal. So, like, you create a character like Ink, and maybe we want to use him for, like, a movie. Now you can't, because now Fox has the rights to him. Like, you created him. Yeah. So, like, why, why do that? 
So there is a creative element too, but I just yeah. like to call Ike Perlmutter a piece of shit whenever I can. <laughs> yeah. So uh, getting into the story, uh, we don't have to go into the concepts because the concept is Death of Wolverine and Death of Cyclops. <laughs> yeah, that's your elevator pitch. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I don't know as much about this. Maybe Ryan knows more. But the, the setup to the story was that Wolverine lost his healing factor prior to the story and is, slying, is slowly dying from various things that's healing factors. I've never read any it. of that stuff, but I think he has like a nanovirus he caught in hell. In hell? Sure. I sure. could be wrong about that because I don't... Someone else went to hell in this, right? Or oh, that was in the other one. That was the other one. We'll get to that one. <laughs> I don't read a whole lot of solo Wolverine because like Sly, I'm not a big Wolverine fan either. So I don't know. But he doesn't have his healing factor. How can you get a virus in hell that's a... I don't know. I could be wrong. Are, could do be you wrong. want to talk about the science of hell? <laughs> yeah, well, the chemical composition of chemicals in hell, yes. It's sulfur. <laughs> and brimstone. That's not a chemical. Everything's a chemical. <laughs> but what, like one of the problems of Wolverine using uh, that uh, his healing factors keeping at bay was the fact that, you know, when you stab people with metal claws and retract those bloody metal claws into your body, you're probably going to get bacteria and st- shit. And also when you have a bunch of metal in your body, like that's not good either. Yeah, but the reason why I bring up the claws is because Pete Richards is inspecting Wolverine and says, don't use your claws because you're probably going to slowly kill yourself. The more you stab people, put their blood into your body. And yeah, not have you're going to get some kind of infection like you meet the first time you do that. Yeah. And also you're creating holes in your hands. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, uh, all, the, all the things Wolverine does are actually terrible, like... It, for a person to do to themselves unless they can magically regenerate. At yeah. least he stopped smoking cigars. <laughs> oh, that's because, you know, Joe Quesada did that because uh, he hates smoking. Fun fact. Hmm. Huh. Yeah. I mean, smoking's yeah. bad, so... J- Joe Quesadilla. But, uh, so, uh, Wolverine, uh, he's talking to Rebutchers about this fact, and he, even though, um... We were just telling him, don't use your claws. Wolverine knows that like, he'll probably have to, because if anyone finds out that he has to, he lost his healing factor. I'm on eight superhero teams. I have to use my claws. <laughs> and so, and we cut to the modern day where he just finished using his claws, killing a bunch of people. And anyway, I like this element because it, you could tell, like, immediately there's a, there's a timer on Wolverine where he has to use his claws, but he's slowly killing himself while doing it. I think it's kind of cool. Yeah, like the X-Wing game for NES. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my God. It's, it's canon. It's canon. <laughs> With every swing, he gets weaker. <laughs> Gotta go get hamburgers, restores vitality. And is this when Wolverine's just, like, chilling on that island? Yeah, yeah. Oh, this is the later. So first he goes, uh, he kills a bunch of people that were, fought him before the island. Then he goes, oh, to yeah, bar, he goes to a bar to get some hamburgers, so, you know, to refill his health from all the clogs. <laughs> yeah. And uh, there, uh, Kitty Pride, uh, Ella Page in the movies, calls him, and she clearly worried about him. But he hangs up on her, and he doesn't know that, that conversation's so silly because he just like calls her to hear her voice, and she's like, "I'm worried about you," and he's like, "Bye, bub." Yeah, yeah he just hangs up on her. He's like, "So rude." I did it. <laughs> you think after like hundreds of years, he learned some manners, <laughs> or you just stop giving a fuck after that long? Yeah, oh, true. I think that's true. probably what would happen. I would probably not say goodbye to conversation anymore, <laughs> just like I do movies. It's like you don't say goodbye to us already. <laughs> yeah, I don't even say hi to you guys anymore. Like, when do I even talk to you? Like, yeah. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, he hangs up and he, uh, on Kitty and he gives a note to the bartender before leaving. Then, uh, Nuke, if you watch Jessica Jones, you, you know Simpson from uh, Jessica Jones. In the comics, he's a character he, uh, he's called Nuke, who is like a super ultra patriot who paints an American flag on his face. I had no idea that was the same character. Yeah. He's he's like a fat metal man. Yeah. How is that? <laughs> I feel like he got really pudgy in the story. I don't know when he got gained weight, but usually he's pretty buff. But Well, you know, America. Yeah. You know, the <laughs> epidemic's out of control. Yeah, but uh, that was my biggest point. Just because he didn't draw a fucking American flag on his face. Like, <laughs> but yeah, so he comes to the bar with, with all his uh, soldier buddies, 
and he asks about uh, the bartender where Wolverine went, and he breaks the guy's gun. The bartender's gun. And the bartender shoves his gun to his face. And he has superpowers. Uh, he has. I think in the story. Oh, the serum. I, I think in this story he probably got like a metal exoskeleton. I don't know. Originally he was just. Yeah, a, he's a robot. Usually he just takes pills to get Captain America's powers. Yeah, just like in the Jessica Jones show. But I guess they upgraded him recently. And uh, so bartender shows him the note, and it's not like a note for the bartender. It's a note for people like nukes, showing a map to an island, basically saying, uh, come on, you cowards. Basically, come and get me. Yeah. No, yeah. I, think, I think he meant, like, come on, you cowards. Like, <laughs> yeah. come, come on, cowards. Yeah, he's saying, you guys are cowards, and you should come on you. He's just like, he's like yeah, cursing God, them. guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. If you stop listening here, that's okay. I don't blame you. <laughs> you don't blame you. Uh, but how'd you, how'd, how'd you last this long? That's what I was about to say. You're like, yeah, you're going to listen to everything, and that's the way you draw the line. I want to stop listening here. <laughs> oh, that was the final episode, just so you guys know. <laughs> so Wolverine is way on a small, a small island, and basically Nuke sends scouts to go check out the island, uh, and basically it turns out he booby-trapped the island, and he kills like the scouts. Yeah. Then then he capsizes uh, Nuke's boat, and as Nuke and him swim for shore, uh, Wolverine starts... Killing them all, like I love that, like a shark. <laughs> yeah, like a shark, exactly. Because even shows like their their blood under the water, and it's like if he can't get out, his cl- maybe he just has a knife. I don't know. Yeah, and, and it doesn't even make sense if you think about it, because Wolverine can't even swim with his fucking skeleton theoretically. But <laughs> yeah, it's really heavy, <laughs> especially because he's like only because you're such a buff guy can you even walk around with this. Yeah, maybe he's yeah. walking on the bottom of the ocean, pulling them down and killing them. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> He doesn't have a healing factor, but he can hold his breath for hours waiting for this <laughs> boat to get here. Yeah. So then Nuke sees the beach. Uh, when he arrives on the beach, uh, he sees us cover of millions of dead bad guys, all different types. Ninjas. I love this so much. It's such yeah. a comic-y thing where he washes up on shore. There's dead robots, dead ninjas, dead guys in hazmat suits with backpack, like jetpacks. It's yeah. just like it's like a, a, a minefield of just dead comic, comic book villains. Book, yeah, goons. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So uh, Nuke and Wolverine face off, and as they're fighting, Wolverine's kind of being kind of a pushover because he's getting weaker as they fight. But he still manages to beat Nuke, and and, and he basically demands Nuke tell him who he's working for. And Nuke tells him he's only doing for the money. He was here, here to bring uh, Wolverine for Madame Hydra, aka Viper. If you watch uh, the Wolverine, uh, the second Wolverine movie. Uh, you saw a really awful portrayal of Viper, <laughs> but uh, she, she's not a bald lady who uh, breathes acid and overacts terribly. She's actually a former Hydra agent in the comics who uses poisons to kill people, and she also used to be married to Wolverine. Married? Yeah. yeah. They mentioned this in the comic. He's like, oh, my ex-wife. Yeah. And uh, it also turns out that she has a Sabretooth on a chain leash. Sabretooth's just like bad Wolverine. Yeah, you probably know Sabretooth. Yeah, you probably know Sabretooth. But if you don't, he's just bad Wolverine. I think my main complaint with this comic is that it's not geared towards me. It's clearly geared towards someone that knows the history behind Wolverine and everyone he's related to. Where it's like, hey, look, it's Nuke. Isn't this cool? And Viper and some of the later characters they'll show up. Like, I only knew one or two from the comic or the You can still follow along with this one. I'm saying you can... But it's not like... It's not like... it doesn't fill me with the same excitement as, like, some other comics because it's like, I don't know who this is. So when they're talking about, like, how dangerous... Like, I have to go see Viper and, uh... That, that city that she, like, runs or is a part of. Like, I'm not like, oh, this is so cool that he's back in Madripoor. Yeah. If you know Wolverine only through, like, the movies or TV show, this comic references a lot of stuff that never got adapted to anything, so you have to be purely a fan of the comics. So, yeah. Like, this, isn't, this is not, like, something that rewards just uh, mainstream Wolverine fans. Like, you can still follow along, but you're not going to feel like, wow. Yeah, you can follow, but I'm not blown away when it's, like, it's Viper that's behind this. I'm like, yeah, who? 
his ex-wife. Yeah. Having yeah. said that, though, I feel like... I feel like this book... I actually like this book. I think it, it walks the line pretty well where, like Phil said, it's not hard to follow. And, like, it's if it's the death of a character, like, I feel like it should have these things in it. Like, it should have wo- yeah. a lot of Wolverine stuff in it because it's supposed to be his farewell. Yeah, I, c- I can concede to that point. It's it's just tough as a non-fan of Wolverine trying to read about him dying and you're throwing in all these characters for, like, one last moment they're having with Wolverine. Yeah, yeah. I, I do have to say that I did feel like when uh, when I first read it, and I don't know a lot of solo Wolverine stuff, I was like, I don't really know who Viper is all that well. I don't really give a shit about Madripoor. But, like, I still felt by the end it comes together pretty well. Yeah, I kind of... Uh, might as well talk about thoughts now, but my thoughts are actually with Daryl. And it's interesting yeah. to hear uh, to hear um, outsiders' perspective because I was not sure if it was, I was just overthinking what an outsider would think. But I know Madripoor. I actually probably know the most about Wolverine out of all of you. A humble brag. Yeah, probably. But, <laughs> but um, reading this, I did not feel... It, I feel like it's, it's structured like a casual book where it's f- four parts, like in a mini series, very self, it sh- like it should be self-contained in that format. It's using an outside writer to tell the story, but at the same time, like it's not, it's not in continuity with the current X-Men status quo because it's not the same writers and whatever. I think that's a good thing. For I know, but, but at the same time, it's not, it's not, it's not, not doing either or really well. It's not really being a really great continuity story or really being good new freer friendly story. It's just kind of in the middle. Yeah, like that's, that's a really good point. I think the main reason why I like it is I find the Viper stuff not great, but I think the last issue is really strong, but we'll get to that. So. Yeah. <laughs> I I liked it, but I think it probably was just in comparison to the other one. <laughs> All right, number two, issue two. Uh, this issue is poisoning. He goes to Madripoor, and he gets into a club. Well, at first he gets... <sighs> so Madripoor is this, like, super crime-ridden city in Southeast Asia, yeah. I can't tell if it's supposed to be like Singapore or. It's kind of like based on that, those, those areas. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, judging off the name at least. Yeah. Because yeah. like in the in the like early nineties, uh, Wolverine had an identity called Patch, and he's kind of like a vigilante mercenary type in Madripoor. Yeah. So this uh, is like a big like where Wolverine would go to do like noir stuff sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's that's a good way to put it because he goes to this club, and he asks like see this guy that knows Viper, and he's like, hey, I have this sweet he's thing for you. He's in disguise. And I use the term loosely. <laughs> he has a beard. Yeah, he has a beard. <laughs> and sunglasses. And he, he hands this guy a bag that has an Iron Man in, helmet in it that's like the newest version of it. So he's like, oh, this is so cool. I have to, like, I gotta bring this to Viper. Yeah, he's trying to sell it to Viper. That's his in. Mm-hmm. Wolverine's in, yeah. Yeah, so then he goes to see Viper, and then she gets, like, obviously upset because it's like, hey, this is Wolverine. Like, how this could is this obviously be? Wolverine. <laughs> yeah, how could, yeah. How could you not tell? So then she sends her Mortal Kombat dressed assassins after him. <laughs> and you get, like, the cool Nemesis style action where it's just, like, it's all completely silent and it's spread across multiple different panels. So it's Wolverine taking out all these guys. And then um, they talk for a bit and she tells him that her like her contract on him is a contract from another guy and they need him alive. Nuke Nuke actually said this back on the island too that they're not trying to kill Wolverine, they're trying to bring him in alive. Yeah. Yeah. And that's important. I actually like that point a lot because I feel like when you have that many dudes, it's like how did none of those guys kill Wolverine? But like it's a lot harder to not like to take somebody alive than it is to just like snipe Yeah, him he's also yeah. I don't know, he's Wolverine, he's really skilled. I could see him yeah. just taking yeah. dudes. He's the best at what he does. So then, because, I, again, I don't know Viper, so she's like, I want you to fight Sabretooth since I have him on a leash. 
I think and, it's more that like Sabretooth is your nemesis, so you have to fight him in this book. Yeah, like it's just like a lot of this stuff is like mandatory. Like everyone who is like super important to Wolverine uh, shows up at some point. So uh, Sabretooth is here, even though like he really has no reason to be here, but he's here because Viper has him as a prisoner. Yep. So then uh, they start fighting each other. He slapped uh, Sabretooth with his claws, slashes out Wolverine's eye. Wolverine throws the Iron Man helmet at him, and it explodes. One thing that I really like about this fight is there's a page in the middle of the fight. That's a big flashback to like lots of different fights they had. Wolverine was in like his yellow costume, and there's like, and it's them like slashing each other as they keep healing because Sabretooth has the same healing factor, and it's only for two pages, so I don't think it's super fan servicey. But like, it was cool to see like even if you don't really know their history, it's like oh they've obviously done this a lot. Yep, and it's rendered really well, and it Mm -hmm. it it is I like that touch too. The art is really nice too, like we said before. So they're fighting, and you're not sure if Wolverine's gonna win or or anything because he uh Sabretooth has him on the ground and then behind him Deathstrike another lady with big claw hands and healing right if, if you watch X2 she's the woman that Wolverine fights with the claws mm-hmm. in the comics she's uh she's basically Wolverine's rival because uh she believes uh, her, he stole her father's adamantium formula for himself and that's how he got the claws but if you know X2 you know how she looks like and how she fights and et cetera et cetera one thing that I forgot to mention that I think is really cool in the writing there's narration throughout oh the I was going to bring series. this up yeah okay yeah go for it so in there's narration throughout the whole series it's three different narration boxes that I thought was interesting because they're differently colored there's a blue one a yellow one and a red one and what it is is the blue is whatever Wolverine smells it just does like a one word or two word blurb mm-hmm. like and then, burning yeah. poison sour yep and then the yellow is whatever he hears so it's like a silence or rustling or snicket. And then the red is wherever there's pain, like wherever he's feeling pain. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. I thought that was really cool. I didn't feel like there was any kind of like it didn't wrap up in an interesting way at the end yeah. that I could notice. Like I thought yeah. that was so neat, but it's like, what are you doing with it beyond just it being there? Yeah, it doesn't uh, build up to anything. Like, mm-hmm. there's, there's, especially at the end where you feel like he should be. Yeah, there's, there, there, there could be. You could do cool stuff with the text boxes, like crumbling. I'll, I'll get to it at the end, but I think it does have a payoff. Okay, cool. So Deathstrike jumps on Sabretooth, and she just starts jabbing him in the back with her claws, and then he's out of commission. Although Wolverine tells her it's like, don't kill him. And then we've yeah, done this fight so much, you can't kill him while he's chained up on his knees. Like he deserves better than that. Yeah, yeah. Sab- even though he's a, even though uh, Sabretooth is a fucking serial killer, Wolverine's gonna be nice to him. Yeah, Wolverine's also a serial killer. Yeah, that's what Sa- <laughs> Sabretooth is like. You're the same as me. You just want to like you want to fight each other at our full strength and kill each other. It's like you don't want a woman killing me. One of the big things about Wolverine though is he's always supposed to be this like samurai character that like he yeah. kills everyone in combat, but he's not. He's like noble about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of samurai, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um. That's when Deathstrike and Wolverine are talking, and she explains that uh, the contractor that hired Viper, and I like that Viper just disappeared off panel. That's that's great. She why won't she stay? Like well, like no, but it's like it doesn't even show it. At least for what I could see, and it's just it's just Deathstrike coming and being like, "You're talking to me now." Like this, yeah, this, this is. is the story. Like they didn't, they they, they should, Wolverine should have turned around and be like, "Oh, Deathstrike's gone." I mean, uh, uh, Vapor's done. Yeah, no, but could, it's why would you, it's weird that she just leaves? You could do like you could do. Just, like, one little picture or something of her running out of there being like, this isn't going well for me, instead of Deathstrike having to say Viper ran away. Yeah, I agree, but I'm just saying, like, uh, it makes sense that she would leave, because why would she stay yeah. to see her Wolverine win? Um, and see Deathstrike explains that the the contract that that's out on Wolverine is for everyone with adamantium in their body. Like, everyone that's just like them. Yeah. And then 
she realizes because his wounds aren't healing that he has lost his healing factor. So she's like, oh, I can trade you. Oh, I forgot to mention that a guy that's hunting them is Ogun, which is this ghost. I'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that. Lord Ogun? <laughs> yeah, so it's this this ghost assassin is looking for them. So she's like, hey, I'm I'm going to bring you in so that way like, I can bargain for my life because I'll have you instead. And then before she's able to do anything, Kitty Pride appears behind them and she phases her hand through Deathstrike's body. Yeah. And that's how the the issue ends. It's like, will she materialize the hand and kill Deathstrike? Yeah. Yeah. So issue three, called Seppuku, is uh, it's basically, it's mostly Kitty. And this is when they talk about Lord Ogun. And Ogun was a character in the 80s that has popped up a lot. But he's basically like a a super ninja samurai that possesses people's bodies. And the reason why he's used here is because there was a miniseries called Kitty Pride and Wolverine, and it was, like, one of the early solo Wolverine things, and it, like, really established Kitty and Wolverine's relationship, where, like, Kitty was, like, this cute, bubbly character, and then she became, like, a hardened X-Man who knows, like, you know, what it's like to be hurt and stuff like that. So that's why they... Yeah, so Wolverine was her mentor. Yeah, exactly. So if you, like... It later was done again with Jubilee, and, like, Wolverine is, like, this mentor character for a lot of people, so, but Kitty was the first, and that's, and Kitty's relationship with Wolverine is one of the things that humanized him when he was still just, like, kind of a serial killer, the muscle of the team, yeah. and that's, that's, you know, I don't think the miniseries is, like, amazing enough to need a whole issue that's referencing it here, but... It's it's an important part of his character. Ogan is like was like his master Wolverine's master too. It wasn't like he's just a random guy. Oh, he I fought. forgot. That's cool. Yeah, they bring that up in the comic. I was like, oh, this is a thing too. So like, if you're gonna bring up Wolverine Samurai side, you should bring up like uh, his the guy who trained him in the martial arts. Yeah. So basically, so uh, Deathstrike doesn't think Kitty's gonna kill her, and she's like calling her bluff, and Kitty basically shows that she's serious and. She's a little edgier than the usual kitty we see. So she leaves. She's an edge lord. She, yeah. she shows she's serious by blowing up Deathstrike's hand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How can... Uh, oh, never mind. <laughs> yeah, but anyway... Uh, you guys know how it happens? No, I'm just time. like, when you materialize inside someone, like, you crush them, but they crush you too, right? Yeah, Newton's third law. But whatever, comic books. <laughs> yeah, comics. So Wolverine pa- starts to pass out, and Kitty injects him with a serum that compensates for the missing healing factor so he like heals the slashed eye um, a minor side but i thought it would have been so cool as this goes on they get to see how bad wolverine is by the end where like he really like this is the end for him instead of yeah. just like here's the thing that gives him his like eye back it still scars him though like it doesn't fully heal him he has like bad face scars and stuff but, but, I, but I, can, I, I can get what daryl's saying because the whole point is that you're slowly getting weaker and weaker and you're creating this little cheat thing yeah uh, where you're like too. here this isn't as bad now it's like ah, it, it's like senzu beans from dragon ball it's like fuck you <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, they just feel they feel cheap yeah and it's not, it's not in uh, uh in logan the movie uh they actually don't have spoil some, it's not spoilers <laughs> but they have something similar but in the movie, it's very clear that even though it, the, the the medicine in the movie drives him past his physical limits, it's very clear that he's it's unnatural for him to be as stable here. Yeah, he's he's about more fine afterwards. Mm. Yeah. So then it's them like sitting in like it looks like kind of where Mulan lives, <laughs> and their kitty's That's racist. Just, yeah, this guy's like China. Is this, this is Japan? This is Japan. Know, <laughs> this is glorious Nippon. It's got the trees and everything, and they're sitting on like a little island, like where the family thing is. Yeah, no, I think I it really looks. I don't like think it's actually racist. 
If it is, I'm so sorry. <laughs> so Wolverine's talking about how he's thinking, like, maybe he should just kill himself because all he does is bring suffering to everything. I thought this was astoundingly bleak in the middle of this because not once is he like i should just kill myself but here he's like maybe i should just kill myself to kitty yeah wolverine's journey doesn't feel earned in a lot of ways like uh if it doesn't feel like we get to see because like uh, he's he's by himself because he doesn't want to see anyone get her around him so because this is not following up on another story and this is almost this is supposed to be standalone we don't get to see uh, why he, he's not going to Avengers for help with these matters. He's not going for X-Men for help with these matters. We don't get to see him going more and more desperate being by himself. We don't get to see that. He's just like, it just feels like out of nowhere, part three, he's just like, I want to die now. Yeah, I can definitely see that. I think that's very fair. So Kitty's response to Wolverine trying to kill himself is, I'm going to make out with you now. And <laughs> that's not a thing that like they ever do. No, so. no, she kisses him. Yeah. Because he's like, whoa, we weren't like that before. Yeah, he's like, that. that's weird. And then she basically starts, like, yelling at him that every woman he loves dies. And he's like, you're not Kitty. You're Ogan. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I made out with my master. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like Daryl. Wait, what do you mean it's like me? Uh, you're, you're our master. You're our senpai. <laughs> you're our master, yes, yeah, Daryl. I, I forgot. Te- technically, it's sensei. Yeah. So then they fight, and it's like a ninja fight, and they're using lots of martial arts. And... It's a samurai fight. I know. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so I'm, I'm so terrible. Yeah. yeah. And this part's, I think this part's really weird, where Wolverine gets knocked into, like, it looks like a museum where they have a bunch of samurai weaponry. And yeah, he... a dojo. Okay, do dojos have everything in glass cases like this? I don't know. This, this looks like a warehouse. Either way, either way, this is so forced. Okay, either way, under all the armor, they have little plaques. That's a fucking museum. Oh, Fuck yeah. you. Yeah. But uh, it is uh, feels right. It's forced because this is a way to be like, oh, Wolverine dons his samurai armor. He's gonna fight as a samurai. Yeah, like this... literally mid fight, he gets knocked into another room, and but the next panel, he's wearing a full set of armor. Yeah, which is like, uh, how is Ogun so slow for being a master <laughs> yeah. assassin? Like, like yeah. you can have like uh, bring back Wolverine's samurai origin, have him fight his master, but you know how he makes it more believable? Like he finds a samurai sword, and they have a samurai sword. Duel. Yeah, give him a katana. So. They fight, and his he takes the armor off right away. <laughs> yeah, it's a, such a stupid force thing. Like he wears this. This is when I was like, this comic is not good. When he just he just it because they want to have that full page spread of him in his armor, which looks cool. But like it's like he puts on the armor for two seconds and then takes it off immediately. Yeah. yeah. So Kitty, uh, Kitty is now also fighting Ogan, like you know, taking back control of her possessed body, and they win because. Basically, he can't fight both of them at once, so Ogan just bounces and leaves Kitty and Wolverine. He bounces, like, literally, like, he has bouncing powers now. Yeah, he bounces, he's like Bouncing Boy from the Legion of the Super Exactly. Heroes. I was gonna say Flubber. <laughs> just like Flubber. <laughs> and Kitty has found out who's the one who set the bounty on Wolverine. So she says the name Abraham Cornelius, which I forgot who he was every time I read this, but he is the scientist who was behind Weapon X. Yeah. That was one of those things where, like, I assumed it, but when they just say the name, they don't even have Wolverine say the man who made me or anything like that. He just says, uh, old bones to refer to him as. You know, you know what would be, you know be really cool now that you thought about it? 
uh, if they actually had, uh, since they're doing like, this retrospective, if they had at the back of an issue, like a lot of stories that do this where they reference a lot of history, they have at the back of an issue, they reprint the original story the character was in. Like if they had a reprint of the original Weapon X story, which is from the, from the I 80s. I think it's one of the best Wolverine stories there is. Yeah, if they reprint, reprinted that and you saw Cornelius, how he fucking uh, made Wolverine into an animal, how he was a monster, that would have made this comic a ten times better. Yeah, I agree. agree. Yeah, I had I no agree. idea about that. Like, I, I know not that much about his backstory besides he was an experiment. What's funny, too, is looking at this the page where she says that, there's a panel of like him when Wolverine hears who it is, and it just shows his face, and it's a black backdrop behind him. And it's like, I realize he could have just put like a little thing there to hint when Wolverine was yeah. being made. Like so, like him being poked in a tube or, or just him yeah. him in like the Wolverine, like in the Weapon X, like that yeah. is such an iconic image. But I think, I think it'll be really cool if they, for like this final story if they reprinted like an issue of Shadow Cat and Wolverine, an issue of Weapon X, an issue of... Oh, yeah, of it's what, like a, yeah. a callback to let you see... see and what they're talking about. That'd be a good, uh, like, way to get people to buy those books, too. You'd yeah, be like, I and it's also a good way to make this trade. You could make it twice as expensive. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you guys should work for Marvel. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Uh, they don't like Trump, so too bad. <laughs> yeah, that's very uh, true. Yeah. So then Wolverine's like, ch- he's chasing after Ogan's ghost, and there's just some dead Wolverine villain. Not literally a ghost. Ogan pissed another person, and now that guy is possessed by Ogan. He's running after that, that guy, no pisses guy. Yeah. Not actually a ghost. Not, it's not like Wolverine's floating around, and Wolverine's <laughs> yeah. like, fuck you, Ogan. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah. So then he finds a, a villain that's dead that it doesn't matter. His name's Cyber. I don't know why okay. he's here. Uh, Baron, Baron is, uh, he knows a lot about Cyber. I want to bitch about this because Cyber oh, was. Fuck you, Phil. <laughs> Cyber was a, a major Wolverine villain at one point. Uh, basically, he was like Wolverine's drill instructor. He was a sociopath who was like a serial killer. And uh, basically, <laughs> instead of being executed, like a, a shady government organization hired him to, to basically break down the group of people to become. Uh, living weapons and Wolverine was uh, Cyber's recruit. Uh, basically, uh, Cyber uh, was the f- only person Wolverine was scared of. And basically, like one, one big story with Cyber was his first, Cyber's first story was Wolverine working up the courage to deal with this guy who basically, when he was much weaker, much less skilled, basically made him his bitch. And now he had to overcome all that the childish fear he had as a ch- to overcome Cyber. Cyber gets brought into the story just to die. His first appearance is a, is a dead guy. And I find <laughs> it really, that's really fucking oh, stupid. I, I was going to say, that does sound pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. But like, why, why even bring him in? His first appearance is just being dead. He gets a two-page spread, too. Yeah. Of his dead body. In acid, yeah. <laughs> like, like he, like he's an interesting character. A lot of his children, he's just here to be dead. I mean, I hate if you're going to have him in acid, you should have Jared Leto jump in and dance with him. <laughs> exactly. No, make out with him. Yeah. yeah. They have, like, the Final Fantasy X kiss underwater except in acid. <laughs> yeah. So, the, this is when Ogun uh, puts on his stupid fucking mask, which is just, like, this smiley... This, this is another reason why you guys, like, you can follow the story and get it, but I don't know the logistics behind, like, is it bad or good that he has this mask, or what happens when he destroys it? Because he's like, I have another mask. It's like... You don't need the mask for possessing Kitty Pride, but you need it for possessing this guy. No, I, I thought he was talking about the guy he was possessing as his mask. Yeah, no, yeah, that's, yeah, that's what he was saying. No, but then why is he wearing a mask? Just because he's like, look, I'm Ogan now. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> it's just like you know, comics usually have some visual cues of which characters which, and yeah. Ogan's is a mask. Yeah. So basically, okay. Ogan is possessing this guy, and he's like, I'm gonna jump into the this acid unless you come with me. And I can turn you over to Cornelius. And no, no, he's, say, he's saying I'm, I'm going to jump this acid if you don't let me walk away. Like I, I'll, I'll let, I'll let it slide. I, I failed to get you, but if you keep going after me, Wolverine, I'm going to jump this acid and kill the guy I'm possessing. Mm-hmm. And he offers him a bunch of regen serum, and he's like, "Keep it. I'm going to go see Cornelius right now." 
And, yeah, and he's like, he's like, please don't kill this guy. I'm, I'm still a good guy. I'm Wolverine. I'm a good guy. I'm a yeah, good guy. yeah. Please, <laughs> please don't don't kill this Japanese businessman. And that's the <laughs> end of the penultimate. It end. It ends on a full page of Cornelius's face as he's working on something, and the text box just says, "I'm coming." And Which, the, again, like it does, it doesn't show you who he is. But the glasses, no. it, the reflection in his glasses, it looks pretty Weapon Xy. Does it? It just yeah. looks like he's working on tech. I didn't know that he was that until the last issue. I yeah. think that's very fair because I forgot to until the last issue. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so Molly's like, it's, it works, guys, but I didn't fucking know. He was that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know who this guy was. I'm like, okay, Cornelius, let's go. And then, uh, so the last issue of this. Uh, story is Wolverine breaking into the Weapon X facility. I think it is it is cool to have him come full circle. If you're going to kill a character off, go back to his, his origin as a cool way to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I, I, always, I always love this. Like in uh, Saw, like, Medical Cell form, uh, at the end, Saw, and he goes back to Shadow Moses and stuff yeah. like that. When a character's about to die, he goes to where it all begins. Spoilers. Especially, especially <laughs> if you're like a storied character. You have a lot behind you, a lot of history and yeah. lore. Also, just 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 to make clarify Phil's statement, it's not actually a spoiler because you know from the beginning that Saw Snake's gonna die in a fucking story. I know, but then readers are gonna say, "Well, Saw's a piece of shit. Spoiling all this shit." Readers, you mean listeners? Jesus, (laughs) why? Everything but listeners, right? The only spoiler I was actually saying don't spoil was Logan because I haven't seen it yet. Okay, Uh, but everything else you can spoil. Everything else in the world. Yeah. Um, So So you know what happened in fucking Game of Thrones? (laughs) (laughs) So um, he goes back to Weapon X. And he sees new test subjects um, like he was experimented on. And there's, there are some cool flashbacks here um, where he he remembers when he was a, an experiment. You do get some cool, like, as he's going in, he has to, like, kill the guards. And he fashions these fake claws that he, like, tapes to his hands, which are a little silly. But it, it's a cool it's way to It's like when you're a kid use. and you might want to be with Wolverine and you make like knives and tape them to your hands. Like, I'm Wolverine! <laughs> and then you murder a bunch of guards. Yeah, like, like Sly did. Taped knives to his hands as a kid. I'm Wolverine! He would never. Sly would just wear sunglasses and be like, I'm just like Cyclops! Uh, you guys are mocking, but I literally did all these things. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea of you running around the house being insecure and being like, I'm playing Cyclops! Well, I said as a kid, I met last week. I did this last week. <laughs> he, had, he had an accident with the knife hands and then said, I hate Wolverine. Now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Cyclops forever. He's a bad role model. <laughs> um, but th- they have these text boxes as he's going through finding all these guys where, like, he smells the, the guard. He doesn't, like, go up and smell them. But before, <laughs> as he's running at them, there's a text box for smell saying fear. And then as he's, like, yeah. going up the stairs, there's the stairs, there's the text box for pain that says right leg. And it's, it's a real cool way to let you know inside the inside of Wolverine's head without exposition. Yeah. Like, just just how efficient and cool he is. It sounded like a joke before when I was saying they had good video games after them, but there's actually in the PS2 or GameCube era Wolverine game has that as a big 360, aspect. 360, you dingus. Is it 360? Yeah, because yeah, yeah, I played a demo for it. There weren't demos on PS2 that you uh, didn't receive actually, in the mail. Actually, there were, but you had to get the CD for it. That's what I'm saying. Uh, yeah. What about <laughs> yeah. those demos from the Pizza Hut PS1 disc, Daryl, where you could play Parappa the no, Rapper? I'm saying demos you didn't receive in the or like demos that... You yeah. couldn't download. Okay, no, I understand. I understand. Uh, so we're going way too far this concept. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> sorry. The, the point is that the sense of smell and stuff is used in the game, and it's a big aspect of Wolverine being a good hunter. Is that he he uses these things that regular humans don't, as like a, an animal hunting his prey. Yeah. Um, anyway, so uh, we meet Cornelius behind some uh, unbreakable glass, and 
he he starts saying how he like he fucked up by making Wolverine. Wait, hold on. One thing I just want to point out that this is I I know this isn't important, but there's oh there's a cool there's a cool couple pages of Wolverine like looking in like leaning on the glass and then seeing like the new people, and the guy that's laying there. It, it, the tech that's there, it's this huge, huge metal blade <laughs> that's in the guy's dick. <laughs> uh, I, see yeah, I see it. <laughs> okay. So anyway, yeah, he, he didn't... He, he said he failed with Logan. Yeah. yeah, he's like, I really fucked up by making you. Uh, I, instead, I'm gonna make other killers. Well, what he said was, my mistake was, I took it... You were an animal. I took an animal and made it into a soldier. I should have taken a soldier and made it into... Yeah, right. So it turns out all the, all this we heard there's a little bit of uh, foreshadowing in the first issue where it's like some athletes went missing in an airplane. Blah blah blah. He's basically been stealing athletes and military people and trying to uh, basically do Weapon X on them so that they are going to be super soldiers, but actually not like animalistic like Wolverine. Yeah, they need to obey their contractors. His, his mentality is really warped here, uh, but I think it's on purpose because I think he's like gone insane with the guilt that yeah. he created Wolverine. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, so he's like, he, he uses the AK-47 analogy where he's like, the person who created that, uh, it's a weapon that's been used for, you know, decades now by everyone. Um, and even though that the creator might be dead, like, it's like he's immortal now through his creation. Yeah, and he and, wants his legacy to be more than making a killer unkillable. He wants to also make, like, the peak of humanity instead of an animal like Wolverine. Yeah. yeah. Um and Wolverine's like, and he's like, so yeah, I need your healing factor because I keep experimenting on these people, and they die every time. Uh, <laughs> Maybe I mean, you should take that blade out of their dick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm like looking through the comic out to find that. <laughs> uh, oh, I see it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's like, uh, yeah. So I've been using the serum that I, you know, I cheated that you got cheated with in the second issue, but. <laughs> It's not good enough, um, so I need you. And he's like, uh, too bad, bro. Uh, I, I actually really like the way he tells him. He laughs and then slashes his hand and slaps it against the glass. And it's, like, just bleeding. And it's three separate panels where normally you would watch Wolverine heal. And it does it. And Cornelius is like, well, fuck. Yeah, he's yeah. like, well, kill him. And then some random guy shows up. Who, I, I think he's a new character. Uh, they need to give him a name, Major Sharp. And he looks like something out of, like... I don't know, like a uh, sci-fi. He looks uh, like a Tron guy. I was I was gonna say Tron, yeah. And this is this is what's confusing about this comic because I didn't know is this an old callback or is this a new guy? Yeah, they, they treat it like I I had to uh, wait for them to confirm it because they say like he's he's my new weapon, Wolverine. I, I made him with this project. Uh, for but, what it's worth, they say that in the sec in the first full panel he's in. It's not like you have I know, to but but giving him a full uh, but giving a full design and like saying his name is Major Sharp and uh, introducing like it's a big thing. Yeah, and the dude's glowing so you're like he has a power? Like like he created this design just for his one scene, like he gets his ass pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's true. And then it's just a little montage where the 47 thing happens and he's like you're a Wolverine, you're an animal, that's a good name for you, but I want to create something better. And it shows at the same time a pretty gruesome montage of people in fear, being experimented upon, getting their arms ripped open, and then all this shit that happens at this place. Um, and then... Yeah, tricks... no one's even under an anesthetic. <laughs> yeah. He tricks Sharp into breaking the unbreakable glass, then he knocks him out in one punch, because, you know, comics. And then... Well, he knocks him he... down, and then he crushes his skull. <laughs> no, no, he crushes his helmet, Brian. Yeah, that's definitely his skull. <laughs> yeah, his skull. Under it. There. What's under a helmet, He might be a right? robot, though. Who knows? 
Who knows? Who gives a, a robot shit? with human ears. That's the only human thing on him. And he's like, uh, turn the machines off. And then he's like, no. And then he turns the machines off. Stark is like, no. He always kind of like, who's talking, Phil? Okay, Wolverine <laughs> is like, is like, Cornelius is like, turn the machines off. And Wolverine's like, no, I like why, this. Why would, he, why would he say that? It's kind of. I know, but, like, but make it clear. <laughs> yeah, if you're not a fucking moron, you can follow. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not a fucking moron, you can understand everything we're saying clearly. The is too smart for you fucking clubs. Yeah. So, uh. Wolverine says, turn off the machines, and Cornelius yes. says, Wolverine, no. also known as Logan, tells, uh, Abraham Cornelius, the guy who. Uh, started the Weapon X program. Fuck you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he, he tells him to turn these machines off, and what these machines yeah. are doing is there's a vat of adamantium that is pumping into the bones of everybody else. Yeah. yeah. Liquid adamantium. Uh, yes. Obviously. Um, <laughs> and the dick of the one guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the bone. Uh, and so Cornelius just basically hits the button to, to infuse adamantium into people and then runs away. And Wolverine uses his claws for the last time to break the vat of adamantium before it can spill into all these people. And it all spills onto him instead. And he becomes like this melted mass of adamantium in the shape of a man. And he grabs the regen serum and puts it into each of the patients before he walks out. Also, I want to I want to uh, point out one line we missed over that that was like really nice when he was talking about how he wants to die. Uh, Wolverine said, uh, "Scratch that dying stuff." Um, I realize now that every I want to actually die now because like not like not not like I, I want to die of suicide. But, like I, I'm happy growing old and eventually dying now because now it means I can't just be an asshole and say I'll make up for it at some infinite point in the future. I have to make yeah. every decision counts, and here I think that's where it pay off for that that statement because he could choose to save himself and say he chooses to save these people before yeah that's a really good point yeah yeah. and then basically we go to the the roof where Cornelius is trying to escape um and Cornelius is dying from the explosion and then massive adamantium man Wolverine walks to the roof and um he has his last confrontation with Cornelius Cornelius is like I tried to make the world a better place I tried to change the world what did you ever do besides kill people and then you have a really nice uh like montage of small panels of him being one of the X-Men, um, him being a teacher at school, him being in Japan, him being a soldier, him making out with Jean Grey, maybe. Yeah. Um, maybe. And, yeah. And it's all the stuff he's done besides kill people. Um, and then it, it, he walks away from Cornelius' dead body, um, basically collapses in front of the sunset and stares off into it and thinks in the last narration box just says enough and this is where i think the narration pays off because it's the only narration box that isn't in a color Mm. so everything is his senses it's all strictly physical it's his senses 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 this is the first inner monologue that's not a sense and it's a white box and it's what did he ever do enough as the sun sets over his metal body okay all right as I will say, uh, this way I probably uh, would have said like it's a six out of ten beforehand. This ending uh, raises it up to like a seven out of ten for me because uh, it's a very uh, a powerful moment that uh, Cornelius' creators like you're a monster and animal. What did you ever do for anyone? And like he just think uh, he, he's, he doesn't even care what Cornelius thinks. He just walks past him, and he knows that he did enough in his life. And the and thing he, I really like about it too is I feel like it's the instinct when you write like a death of wolverine is like let's have like 10 million ninjas and he kills everybody and like i really like that it's a split second decision 
that he gets there to the Weapon X place and realizes that he's making four more Wolverines, and he has one second to decide, do I give my life to save these people? And he does. And not only does he he take the adamantium away from them, he gives them his last chance of healing. And it's like... Wolverine's whole life, he's always been like, he does what needs to be done and all that stuff. And he, it's not like, I I like that the plot hasn't been like, we don't care who these people are. It doesn't matter. It's just like more Wolverines could be made and he gives himself to save them. And I think that that's awesome. Yeah. Yep. Uh, So final thoughts? I think, I like this book. I like this book. But like, like, I liked it like, uh, like an average story I'm like uh, it wasn't like one of my favorites but it was good I'm probably feel the same I think it's average for me too I, th- I think for me the art especially puts it over the top the art yeah. is so good mm-hmm. yeah. it really is yeah yeah I, I think that it's it's quieter than I expected from a Death of Wolverine book and that's why I like it and I think you could see even though like he stumbles a little bit trying to bring in all these references I think that you could tell that Sewell gets like how to write the character and i think you could tell that he gets how to like structure the story in a way that i felt had a big emotional payoff at the end there's something i said in the facebook chat to the rest of the divisive issues guys and it was that i actually i respect this story more than the other one we read and it's because this it felt like it is trying to properly honor wolverine and trying yeah. to like yeah even if it isn't a continuation of the whatever Wolverine runs were going on at the time, it at least feels admirable in what it attempted to do. So speaking of the other run, next time on Divisive Issues, <laughs> we had the death of Wolverine. Next next time we cover the death of Cyclops. Death of X. Hashtag Cyclops did nothing wrong. I, yeah. it's, Cyclops was right. Yeah. I have a Dang t-shirt it. that says that. <laughs> Sorry. I'm not good with hashtags. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so we will talk about that soon, and I hope you guys are ready. So you actually have time to read the book if you want, don't. Yeah. <laughs> no, really don't. Oh, my God. All my praise for this book, I, I, I will rain scorn on the other one. I actually didn't hate it as much the second time. Sneak peek. I actually like the effects better. What? Really? Yeah. Oh, I, th- I thought the next book was more interesting. No fucking way! Okay, right. so... <laughs> you got a sneak peek of our, our opinions. Yeah. We're gonna be yelling about this for two weeks, so come back. <laughs> yeah. So, um, to make sure you don't miss part two, you should subscribe on iTunes. Right, guys? Perfect segue. Yeah. And uh, rate and review and all that stuff. And I mentioned it on Oops last week, but I do also want to mention here, the Comrade Radio Network has a new show called Falling in Love Montage where they talk about chick flicks and it's really great, and I feel like it's kind of really similar to what we do where they take these things that everyone usually thinks is dumb, and by they I mean Helen and Valerie and they actually analyze them, and some of them aren't dumb, some of them are great, so you should definitely check it out they're a great show, with great hosts, so that's that's all I got, anybody have any last thoughts on Death of Wolverine? Uh, no, okay. Enough. I I, I just enough. I just <laughs> enough. I, I can't believe you like Death of X more. I just can't. We can discuss it, guys. No, on, I want, no we're gonna argue about this for the next two weeks. So I'm yeah. getting started. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to Vice of Issues. I've been a beach covered in hundreds of dead supervillains. I've been Cyber in a vat of acid. I've been Wolverine putting on samurai armor for three seconds. And I've been Sensei Ogun in a businessman's body. Stay in continuity.
Independent Podcasting Network.